Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. It's a meat Friday at that, in case you're wondering. Yes, the Traegers are fired up this morning. Barbecue sweet pepper meatloaf. Salt-crusted loaded baked potatoes. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Yeah, we brought up meatloaf the other day, and I said to Tyler, who is our chef, I said, how about some meatloaf on Friday? And he's uh, whipped up some meatloaf, the Traeger grills, all fired up, and so are we. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. If you're watching on Peacock, that's our streaming partner, you can download the app, you can watch for free. You can see how the sausage is being made, or in this case, the meatloaf is being made. Uh, radio affiliates, we are closing in on 400 around the country, including Fox 1310, Virginia Beach, Norfolk. We are back in the market there, thanks to their great GM, uh, Keith Barton. Uh, so two days, two new top 50 market affiliates, new sports stations in Washington, D.C. yesterday. So thank you for uh, joining the Dan Patrick Show. Yes, Paul? I think uh, Alan Iverson went to high school down there in Virginia Beach, right? Alan wanted our show back on on 1310. I, I, you ever see those high school highlights of him on YouTube? Yes. That's nutty stuff. Y- yes. There are certain high school highlights where you go, all right, that guy's pretty good. And then there are other highlights. When you see Zion's highlights, and you go, oh, wow. Like, I couldn't imagine. There are guys I played against in high school who went on to play college and were pretty good players. But you look back on that and you go, that, that's not good. We wouldn't have done well against him. You know, Sean Kemp when he was in high school. <laughs> you're like, uh, we didn't have an answer for somebody like that. Yeah, Marv. Allen Iverson, yeah, in high school. But which sport? Because he's got some football highlights, too, that are ridiculous. I think he loved football. He was just great at basketball. Yeah, Seton. It's actually, the station is actually Fox Sports 1310, The Answer. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's official or no, not. No, that's not. I mean, okay. would right. be cool, though. Yeah. It'd, it'd be, be real cool. Uh, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio. The Answer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and all of our radio affiliates around the country. Uh, 1310 just dropped us just after that. Yeah. Okay. Good run. Uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter. There's a lot of great stuff on there, danpatrick.com. You enter your email address in the box that slides out bottom right corner. We give you a recap of the show, give you a heads up on some great things that we're doing. Sign up for the Sprinter van that we're giving away. It's out in the field house. We uh, parked. I didn't have a place to park it, so I said put it on the football field. Yeah. Everybody was in the... (laughs) We're so goofy. Paulie wanted to take a nap in it yesterday. We're all sitting there. We wanted to go inside the Sprinter van. We're giving that Sprinter van away at the Super Bowl. Go to DanPatrick.com and sign up. Yes. Like you've never touched a leather seat know, before, but like... you have to run your hands across all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, these are nice. Like you've never touched them. You're like a you know an eight-year-old kid where you want to yeah. touch everything. got to touch everything. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Paulie. Man, when I was a little kid, my dad took us to like downtown Chicago, the amphitheater, and they had this RV show, and we were miserable. My, my wife, my, my sister and I and my mom, we went in like 75 RVs because my dad always wanted one. We'd walk in, walk around it, and there'd be like eight other families touring around. Walk, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It was just like a pain. 
We'll come up with a poll question. Uh, thank you, Paulie, for that story. It's about my dad. Yeah, your dad's dead. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I wasn't... Great memories. <laughs> Paulie was telling this emotional story the other day, and he was talking about his dad. And, and his dad was killed on a Friday, but then you had a football game on that Sunday. Yeah, my little Glenwood Cougars team. My dad was an assistant coach. My dad passed away or died on a Friday, and then we had a game on, on Sunday. And I was telling about how they asked me whether I'd like to uh, play the game or not. It was nice to ask me and my mom. And we said yes, of course. And it was a good thing. We had to get together with teammates. And as I was really getting the story, <laughs> Fritz goes, you know what? Uh, back when I was playing grade school. <laughs> no, no. He was like, oh, I remember a baseball game, a Little League baseball game. And I go, Todd, he's talking about his dead dad. I to be fair, we've heard that story a thousand times, we, we though, have, about playing on Sunday. Yeah, we have heard the, um, my dad died on Friday and I played on Sunday. Halloween Friday. Yeah. I didn't mean to be insensitive. I must have thought for some reason that he had wrapped up his He had dog. finished. Oh, really? Was it the tears? Or was it the, the heaving chest and, and emotion? Well, you did pause. To, you did pause to cry, and, and and Fritzy jumped in. He saw his moment there. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah I remember a little league game, and I uh, I got hurt. I hit two home runs at yeah. No, my brother did. He was yeah. the Babe Ruth of little league in Brooklyn. He hit three home runs off. Me yes, one he game. did. One yeah. went on the roof of a building. Thank you, Todd. All right, what's poll question, uh, Seton O'Connor? Speaking of insensitive, no. Oh. Um, do we dive into the uh, NFL playoff scenario? Oh, okay, with a, uh, a poll question. I'll get to that in a moment because. We all know DeMar Hamlin, it's, there's, there's been good news, but I want people to be cautious here. He still has a breathing tube in him. He's still critically ill. He's in critical condition. Now, there's positive signs there, but it's not one of those where you go, okay, now let's move on. If you're interested in him, then be cautiously optimistic. If you're interested in hearing details, uh, updates, be cautiously optimistic because you're still critically uh, you're in critical condition, critically ill, and a breathing tube. There are positive signs. I did love that the doctor said the lights are on and he's home. So he has he has awareness there. But there's still a long, long way to go. And I think everybody needs to understand that, that this isn't a foregone conclusion. I don't know what his life is going to be like. We don't know what his life is going to be like when he leaves that hospital, whenever he leaves that hospital. But now you have the NFL outline you're out they're outlining you know how do we uh, solve the playoffs you know the problematic scenarios that you have and they have to have a proposal voted on by the owners so you're not quite sure what is going to be the fallout from this because as i said on tuesday at some point you have to get back to football it's business now, they're not going to reschedule the Bills and the Bengals, and I agree with that. I didn't think you could do that, but there's fallout. The Bengals will clinch the AFC North um, if they, they got the Ravens coming up here. So the impact of that game, but the Bengals can no longer get the number one seed. If they win this weekend against Baltimore, they still can't get the number one seed. And a first round bye. Only Kansas City and Buffalo. If they had replayed the game then they could have. And keep in mind, they were leading 7-3 at home. The Chiefs can clinch the number one seed with a win at Las Vegas or a Buffalo loss against New England. The Bills clinch the number one seed with a win versus New England and a Kansas City loss at Las Vegas. The Bengals can earn the number two seed with a win versus Baltimore and a Buffalo loss to New England. Otherwise, they're going to be the number three seed. There is fallout from what happened on Monday night, and this is the business side of this. As we move forward, we're thrilled that you got great news. We got great news on DeMar Hamlin. Now you have to look at the business side of this, and that is the playoff scenario. They're going to vote on this. Also, the possibility of having an AFC title game on a neutral site. Or do they decide it with a coin toss of who would have home field advantage? if it's Kansas City and Buffalo. There's a lot still out there to be decided. And then you have the games coming up this weekend. Some really interesting games coming up this weekend. Yes, Paul. In 10 minutes, Dan, we're playing the, the neutral, site, neutral site stadium game where we each suggest what neutral site you would place that game at if the Bills hmm. versus Chiefs actually happened. Okay. It'd be fun. Your rationale, where you'd want it, are there any possible sites, any scenarios that the NFL's released here? On their release, they just said it's a possibility, and it's going to be voted on tape by the owners that 
that game, Bills Chiefs specifically, would be neutral site. Could be neutral site. The NFL owners will vote today on the AFC revised playoff format. Uh, What other poll questions do we have today, Seton O'Connor? Maybe we should give one to Vegas since they thought they were getting one anyway. Whoa. That's not necessary. Too soon. Wow. What was that all about? That was mean spirit. Uh, I got a couple of lighter uh, poll questions if you want. By the way, we were talking about possible scenarios for what do the Raiders do now? Derek Carr looks like all intents and purposes or all intent and purposes. He's going to play someplace else. How does that phrase go? I don't know. I don't know. All intents and purposes. Intents and purposes or intensive purposes purposes <laughs> todd do you know all intent and purposes i thought it was all intent and purposes i'm checking that. all right yes Paulie. i have for all intents and purposes okay a phrase meaning essentially or in effect okay to a man so in effect what do the raiders do in every practical sense is another way thank you todd but what do you what do you do if you're the raiders moving on from Derek carr which looks like that's going to happen and we were talking to Chris Sims about this. Uh, Mark Sanchez uh, joined us as well. And, you know, Derek Carr is going to have an opportunity. It could be with the Commanders. It could be with Carolina. I think there's going to be, op- you know, Miami Dolphins. you got to factor them in with Tua's health long term. And they, you know, that uh, fifth year option, you know, are you going to be paying Tua that kind of money, given that he could be a health risk the rest of his career? So I reached out to somebody yesterday and I said, Does it make sense that if Tom Brady wants to play next year, would he play for the Las Vegas Raiders? And and my source said, it's not a given that Josh McDaniels would want Tom Brady. He might want Jimmy G. And I went, why? Well, you get Jimmy G, and and I think Josh is on record that uh, he really liked Jimmy G when he was there in New England as the offensive coordinator and may have been pushing for Jimmy G to be the starting quarterback as they were going to push Tom out. And I wondered what the relationship is with Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, whereas Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G is going to be available. And I would keep an eye on that because you know what? The, the Patriots never sign somebody so they retire a Patriot in a re- you know, Patriot uniform. I mean, they pushed everybody out. And then they did that to Tom Brady. You know, I know there's scenarios where somebody says, oh, he could go back to New England. I don't know if that's possible or why you would do that, but I guess it is, you know, on the table. But is there a falling out between Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels that happened in New England and happened because of Jimmy G and that Jimmy G would be more likely to be the quarterback for the Raiders next year than Tom Brady, if they move on from Derek Carr. But that's a source in the league who said, just, you know, you have to entertain that thought here. Not saying it's going to happen, but for everybody to say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Brady's going to go, you know, to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And I don't know if Josh McDaniels has said, look, we're going to move on from Derek. You know who we want? You know who I want? I want Jimmy G. Because Tom Brady's going to come in for one more year. Devontae Adams says he wants to be involved in who they're going to bring in, if they're going to bring in somebody new. Well, Devontae Adams doesn't want to go through, I got one year with Brady, and then who's my quarterback? And I think you got to factor that in as well. But, but Jimmy G might be the more likely choice if you're choosing between Tom Brady and Jimmy G. As strange as that may sound to some people. All right, phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Some phone calls coming up. Uh, an emotional press conference yesterday. I watched just about all of that with the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. And uh, they, they sat there and answered the questions the best they could. You know, Sean McDermott's not going to win Coach of the Year. But if I was going to give a vote yesterday watching a press conference of watching somebody who's been leading a team through something that we would say uncharted waters, Sean McDermott handled that unbelievably well. But so did Josh Allen. I thought Zach Taylor, the Bengals head coach, wonderful job through all of this. I mean, there's a lot of great stories here. It's the health of DeMar Hamlin, but it is 
the efforts, heroic efforts of people who saved his life. And we're starting to get those stories to emerge as well. So a lot of positives there. But I, I would tell you, be cautiously optimistic when somebody's in critical condition. If something happens and it goes uh, sideways here. You know, yeah, you just you got to be careful. And I know everybody wants this to be a positive story. Move on. He's going to get out. Uh, he'll come back, go to the playoffs. He'll walk out on the field and wave to the crowd. And we all know what that scenario is going to be like. Let's take step by step, baby steps here with his condition. And hopefully he gets out of the hospital soon. But That feels like that's still a long way away. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. In case you missed the news, Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman announced he's going to go to Notre Dame for his final season of eligibility. He's entering his sixth college year. He leads all returning quarterbacks. He has almost 13,000 passing yards, and uh, he's thrown for 110 touchdowns. There are, let me see, seven players in the with Power 5 teams who have thrown for at least 12,900 yards and 110 touchdowns. Sam Hartman joins Landry Jones, Graham Harrell, Baker Mayfield, Luke Falk, Colt McCoy, and Aaron Murray. Not exactly a great NFL list, but certainly great quarterback. And my source this morning, an NFL scout, I said, you know, what kind of grade did you have on Sam Hartman? And he said without working him out or going to the combine and the IQ stuff, uh, he was going to be a late first round or a late round pick, not late first round, late 
uh, you know, end of the draft type pick, and that uh, going to Notre Dame had to be for just his development of going into the uh, NFL, playing in that system, and uh, at Notre Dame, that offensive line, skill position, people. Uh, that's why he's going to Notre Dame. Improve his draft stock. Yes, Paul. I looked up a few things on Sam Hartman. They were looking at him as possible draft pick this year, and he was uh, 10th ranked quarterback overall, 10th or 12th. He was behind guys like Stetson Bennett. Uh, obviously, guys like Hennon Hooker, who's way Stetson behind. Stetson Bennett's going to be 26 yeah. next year? Yeah. And, and you know, he. I think he's going to get drafted, the Georgia quarterback, but, you know, he doesn't have any real... I don't know if he has any athletic trait where you go, boy, that's going to transfer into the, the NFL. But he's an unbelievable college quarterback. But I don't know if he's going to be a Chase Daniels kind of guy, a high-end backup there, but I think he's going to be 26 years of age. All right. We've uh, talked a lot about the scenarios here. The owners are going to vote today. We thought, who better than uh, bringing in Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback who joins us on the program Albert, what kind of scenario do you think they're going to settle on today with the playoff structure? Well, first of all, are we so sure that Sam Hartman would make more money as a sixth or seventh round pick than he will at Notre Dame? Well, that's a fair point nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you've seen sixth and seventh round contracts, I mean, if he can make a million dollars in NIL as the Notre Dame quarterback, it might actually be a good business decision now too. Yeah. You know, like I, I think that's like sort of the upshot of like NIL, if you're talking about the health of college athletics, is that in some of these cases it's probably a better deal for the kids to stay in school than it is to go pro. There's like very real like financial incentive in some cases. Um, yeah, they're going to vote at noon. Um, and you know, I, I could take you through each one of the matchups. I won't bore you with that. I know people's eyes will glaze over. Um, basically the way you want to look at this is if the site of the AFC title game is compromised by the fact that the bills and Bengals had a no contest on Monday, then it will go to a neutral site. So if we look at it and there's a half game, you know, a half game separating the two teams in the AFC title game. And that half game would be different one way or the other. Um, if, if there had been a game play, if the game had been finished on Monday night, then it'll go to a neutral site. The second thing they're voting on, which is a little bit, I think a little bit more controversial is the coin flip, um, yeah. which is um, if the Ravens beat the Bengals, the Bengals will still be AFC North champs. But then after that, if the Bengals and Ravens are the three, six matchup in the AFC bracket, which is possible, certainly possible. Um, then the site of that game will be determined by coin flip because if the Bengals had lost on Monday night and the Ravens won out, the Ravens would have won the AFC North and had a home playoff game. When it comes to the AFC title game, though, a neutral site, do you think that's where we're headed? Uh, I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I I guess I'd kind of give myself like an ice cream headache going through like what it would take <laughs> to get there if we include the week 18 results, right? Um, but, you know, I, I so I, I guess it would be, well, let me think about this now. If the Chiefs win on Sunday and the Bills win on Sunday and then those two teams, that's the cleanest way to look at yeah. it, right? Yeah. So the Chiefs went on Sunday and the Bills are on Saturday. The, the Bills went on Sunday. And then those two teams as the top two seeds advance to the AFC title game and play each other in the AFC title game, which I think is definitely possible, then that's a neutral site game. I do know one of the sites that they've looked at is Indianapolis. Um, and I can say, you know, Indianapolis is incredibly prepared for these sorts of scenarios. Obviously, you know, they've hosted a Super Bowl. They've hosted, you know, Big Ten title games. They've hosted a national championship game. They did that last year. It's a convention center, ton of hotel rooms. It's also sort of ideal for this. Like, if you look at the mileage yeah. from Kansas City to Indianapolis is right under 500 miles, and from Buffalo to Indianapolis is right under 500 miles. So we can argue whether the game should be outdoors or indoors since both teams play in outdoor stadiums. But, you know, just from a logistical standpoint, Indianapolis probably makes the most sense. What did you make of Jim Harbaugh's quote that uh, he plans on uh, enthusiastically being at uh, Michigan in 2023? I think he left out the qualifier. <laughs> right? Wasn't there a qualifier in the yeah. front of that? Yes. <laughs> Just he, like no one uh, no one can tell the future or something like that? Yeah, he says, as I stated in December, no one knows what the future holds. <laughs> I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. Um. I mean, look, I, I think, Dan, I, I think the best way to look at this is look at Jim Harbaugh's history, okay? And when he first got to Michigan, 
there were NFL teams that were hot after him, right? Like 2015, 16, 17, 18, there was still a lot of interest in bringing him back to the NFL. And I think Jim had always sort of viewed it as having unfinished business in the NFL. He said it himself, right? And then, you know, I think in 19 and 20, that interest in him cooled a little bit for one reason or another. And it got to the point where I think in 20, when they forced the pay cut on him, he would have happily gone to an NFL team to get out of there at that point. And I know there was outgoing interest from Harbaugh's camp to the Jets and Chargers, and he was sniffing around every NFL job. Um, and even last year, like I think a lot of that interest was outgoing. You know, the interest in the Raiders job, the interest in the Vikings job, um, his connection to Quasi Adolfo Mensa, who wound up being the Vikings GM, helped get him that interview in Minnesota. Um, you know, and so I think now for the first time in a few years, this interest is going to be incoming. Like I think his name has gotten a little hot again. And I think it's because there are more owners that are leading these searches, which I think is going to have some of these teams leaning towards wanting experienced people um, in those jobs in those head coaching jobs. And so that's, what's so interesting about this. He's got a really good team coming back at Michigan. He's got a program that's in better shape than it's been probably at any point since he's been there. But Coaching in college is complicated right now, and he's almost 60 years old. And I think, like, going through what he did the last three years, probably tested, you know, and and showed him his, his, his NFL mortality and showing him that it's just not going to be there whenever I want. Like, I can't count on two or three years from now. I can just go take another swing at it. So I certainly think that, you know, if, if somebody comes along with an offer, whether it's Denver with the Stanford connections in that building to Greg Penner and Condoleezza Rice and John Elway, whether it's Indianapolis, you know, and his connection to a top personnel man there and Ed Dodds and, of course, the owner, Jim Ursay, or it's Carolina with, with David Tepper's resources, um, you know, I think there's reason to believe in all three of those situations. There's some similarities to what he walked into at San Francisco, where there's some talent on the roster and you just need to fix the quarterback position. Um, and I certainly think he's going to consider it. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, joining us. Let's look at the uh, quarterbacking situations here. Mm-hmm. I had mentioned, I talked to a uh, league source about don't be so quick to say if Tom Brady leaves Tampa and plays again, that it would be Las Vegas that Josh McDaniels might opt for Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's not the relationship between Josh and Tom Brady that we thought, uh, you know, what happened in New England. And and I was told, you know, Jimmy G might be a more viable option because now you get somebody who is younger, going to be playing longer for you instead just a a one and done maybe with Tom Brady. Let me start there. Brady coming back next year feels like it's becoming more and more a foregone conclusion. The question is, where do you see him next year? I think Vegas is an option, but I think that's going to come down to what you just said, which, you know, I think it's the Raiders, I think, to some degree, Josh and Dave Ziegler, their GM, um, I think they misjudged the roster a little bit last year, like coming in and they went all in on it and they, 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 they do the contract with Carr and they trade for Devonte Adams and they signed Chandler Jones. And so I, I think their pursuit of Brady is going to depend on two things where they think they are from a roster standpoint and where Brady thinks they are from a roster standpoint. Are they in a position where they can go into a one-and-done scenario with a quarterback? If they are, then I think they go after him. And I can tell you unequivocally, like, this is a fact, the Raiders are looking into it. Like, the Raiders are looking into going and acquiring Tom Brady. Um, as for... So you're, like, reporting, other, you're reporting that, not in like opinion. They, they, this, this, is, this is something that they have. And I'm not saying they're contacting him because that's not allowed. But, yes, this is something that the, that the Raiders have, like, are doing their research okay. on. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, same goes for Jimmy Garoppolo. They're looking at the idea of, of, of studying Jimmy Garoppolo. And I may have said this on your show a few weeks ago. I, I've said it a couple different places. That's what Derek Carr was up against over the last... You know, a couple months when when they looked at him and said, "Eh, I don't know if this is going to work past this year." I, I think you know, Carr was sort of thrown in a de facto competition with Garoppolo and Brady, oh, and it's can we do better? You know what I mean? Like, can we? Is there something we can do to get more out of that position? Because Carr wasn't what they thought he would be at that position. As part of them misjudging the roster a little bit, and so you know, I I think that this is. When they when they signed um, Derek Carr to that contract, the idea was this is going to be Alex Smith in Kansas City. This is going to be a guy we can compete with for the next 
three, four, five years, and he's going to give us flexibility to go and find the next guy, which is what Alex Smith did for the Chiefs and Andy Reid. I think Jimmy Garoppolo can be that guy. So what you're talking about, like Jimmy Garoppolo fits into that, right? Like, so Jimmy Garoppolo could be that guy for them. Are they willing to throw that idea overboard for a potential one and done situation <laughs> with Brady? Like, that's the question. Because yeah, Brady's not going to be that guy. You know, if Brady comes in, you're not doing that. If Brady comes in, you are loading up the roster. You're probably going and signing an offensive lineman or two. You're going to get some guys who are going to come in and try to gravy train a ring the same way a lot of guys did in Tampa. Like, I, like I think that that's the reality of it. So it's like, I think when you look at these two options for the Raiders, it's like a it's a it's it's a fork in the road. Like, which way do you want to go? Do you want to like build slowly and logically, or do you want to go all in? And I think that that's sort of the way you have to look at the Jimmy versus Brady argument in Vegas. What's Aaron Rodgers talking about when he says this could be my last game at Lambeau? I think we've learned to uh, understand that, that, that Aaron likes headlines and Aaron likes messing with people. And Aaron doesn't mind if this stuff gets out there a little bit. I don't think he knows though. Like, you know what I mean? But he's got a contract. He does have a contract, but I mean, could he walk away um, and retire? Like, I think everything's on the board with Aaron, you know, and I think the, I think the Packers know that, you know what I mean? Like I think the Packers know like, could he decide he wants to play somewhere else next year? What do you think is the Packers looking, would prefer? Is he looking over his shoulder? Is he looking over his shoulder and saying, you know what, Jordan Love's gotten a little bit better. Like, would they offload me after this year? You know, I I, I think, like, this is Aaron. Like, I, I I think Aaron Rodgers is, like, somewhat misunderstood. Not as, not as misunderstood as some people think, but somewhat misunderstood. I do think there's like a little like insecurity there. Like, do I know I'm going to do I do I know how I'm going to feel a month from now, like whether I'm going to retire or not? Do I know how the Packers are going to feel about me versus Jordan Love when they've got to make a big decision on Jordan Love come the first week of May? You know, you got to make a decision on his fifth year option. I'm sure all of these things are, are going through his head, especially coming out of, you know, what's been, you know, I, I, factually his worst season in what? four or five years at least, right? Like at least since the end of the McCarthy era. So um, I think that that's what it is. Like I, I, I'd i be surprised if Aaron Rodgers has it made up in his head what he's going to do after this year. And I also would be surprised if he has any certainty on how he thinks the, the Packers are going to go forward after this year either, especially after the year everybody just had. And maybe they can make the most out of it, you know, over the next five weeks. We'll see. Assess the Jets quarterback situation next year and the Dolphins I think, quarterback situation. Okay, I'll take those two one at a time. I, I think with the Jets, um, it would be malpractice not to at least bring in competition. Um, I I think if you look up and down that roster, that roster is ready to compete. You know, and so like if you're Robert Sala, who I think's done a really good job his first two years and sort of changing the face of that team. And you have promising young players like Quinnen Williams and Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and Ollie Vera Tucker coming back from injury. And then you've got veteran players that you've brought in like Quan Alexander and Carl Lawson um, and, and Jordan Whitehead um, and Lake and Tomlinson. How can you sell the locker room on, on Zach Wilson now? Like, think about this, right? So the criticism on, on him coming out of college was he doesn't, he, he he plays outside the structure of the offense too much and goes for the big play too much. That hasn't changed. Is he a great leader? He wasn't captain at BYU. We've seen that pop up, right? He had the yips his first year. They had to shut him down and bring in his personal quarterbacks, coach John Beck, right? And then what's happened this year? So like, if you're one of these players that has so much on the line next year, like, like whether it's your own individual goals financially as a player, all that stuff, or you're talking about team goals, like, how are you going to buy into Zach Wilson next year? I, I like, I just don't know how you can. So I don't know how Robert Sala could sell Zach Wilson to that locker room. So I think at the very least, they're bringing in competition. Obviously, that staff has a lot of background with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think he's one that logically makes some sense. Mm. And there will be other options out there, too, guys like Derek Carr, who, who, who will be out there on the market. Um, and then as for the Dolphins, this is fascinating because now they, they spent so much last year trying to get an answer on on Tua. Like the owner wanted an answer on where Tua is because they're going to have to make big decisions on him after this year on the fifth-year option and extending him and all the rest of it. Well, that's why they went and got a left tackle. That's why they went and got Tyree Kill. That's why they went and hired Mike McDaniel. And now it looks like 
the information we have is complete on Tua. Let me ask you this, Dan. Would you would you exercise Tua's fifth year option at maybe twenty five or thirty million dollars, fully guaranteed for twenty twenty four right now? I'd have to know more about. Did you have two or three concussions? Right. You know, like moving forward, you know, I might do a a one year look see, but I don't want to sign up long term for that. But if you have that like $25 million number you're talking about and you decline that option, right, which, again, locks him in not for next year but for the year after. So you, you're locking him in for two years. If you're not going to pick that option up, okay, now you're in a year-to-year proposition. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Who would you rather have in a year-to-year proposition, Tua or, or Tom Brady? I would rather have, I'd rather have Tom Brady on that Dolphins team for one year. Yes. I mean, and that's the thing. And like, and if you think about it from Brady's perspective, and I think, you know, San Francisco and Vegas would be possibilities for him. But there's a real life implication here too. Two of his kids live in Miami. Another kid lives in New York. Part of the reason why he signed in Tampa in the first place was because he didn't want to be that far away from his kid in New York when the other option was going out to Los Angeles and playing for the Chargers. So. Brady would have the opportunity potentially to be in the backyard of, you know, with two of his kids during the the week, during the season. You know what I mean? Like that makes more sense than Las Vegas does. Right. Like, so like, that's the question for Miami. Wouldn't that be an open, if you're the Dolphins, right? If you're Chris Greer, Mike McDaniel, Stephen Ross, whoever, right. And you know, you've got connections to Brady in that organization. Brady knows Ross. Brady's very close um, with one of their minority owners named Bruce Beal. Right. If you're them, do you look at this and say, we're really close? And until like two of season set went sideways, like we looked like we could compete compete with Buffalo. And we went toe-to-toe with Buffalo in the snow with Tua in there. Like, wouldn't you look at that and say, This makes sense? Like, let's go get Tom Brady. Let's draft one this year. So we'll have somebody in the pipeline and develop him and let's go and let's see what we can do in 2023. Um, I think it has to be a real consideration if Brady shows an interest in going there. Okay, final minute here. Jalen Hurts okay? Yeah, this is one of those injuries, Dan, that you know I, I think it can get worse, um, and it just really requires rest, which is why they sat him down the last couple of weeks and crossed their fingers that they would – um, that they would that they would clinch the number one seed. Now, you know, obviously they need to win this game to get the number one seed, and it's important. Um, they're they're not even guaranteed of winning the division, you know, if they if they don't win the game on Sunday. So um, yeah, I think he'll be okay and I think it's manageable. But to get him fully back to to, to where he was before the injury, um, I think it's gonna require, you know, more rest than he's gotten right now. So this is the thing, this is the sort of thing I think quarterbacks can play through, you know, but you know, the question is, like, functionally, will he be okay? I think they got him back to the point where functionally he'll be functionally he'll be fine. Um, you know, and then you just you, you hope it doesn't get worse um, while he's out there. And, and then, you know, after the season's over, he gets the rest he needs to heal it. Always great to talk to you. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Albert. All right. Thanks, Dan. That's Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. More phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. By the way, it'll be Green Bay hosting the Lions Sunday night football. NFC North showdown Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Bengals will be in action. They've got the Ravens coming up. Bengals, I think, are a touchdown favorite. Does that feel right, Paulie? Sure. (laughs) Thank you. Jay Morrison covers the Bengals for The Athletic. He joins us on the program. Uh, How would you sum up what has happened here in the last 72 hours or longer than that, Jay? Uh, Traumatic, for sure, on Monday night. A lot of questions uh, going into yesterday, and then a cloud just lifted yesterday when they got news before their morning walkout that DeMar was communicating. Um, It it just, it really lifted the mood of this team. I think there were, there were a lot of guys wondering, should I play? Um, That I think has been, there might be some questions in the back of their mind still, but this, that was huge news and you could just feel it in the in the locker room yesterday a lot of these guys have not a lot of these guys but some of them have personal relationships with Demar, and it, it you could you could feel the weight lifted and just the way they were communicating and acting was there anything odd about the play with t higgins and Demar hamlin not really it, it looked like a standard play you sometimes you see running backs attack like that um in in kind of lower to to initiate contact it was a little odd to see a receiver turn up field that hard but he didn't lead with the crown of his helmet he was he was just going in and bracing for what looked like a a regular football tackle i'm wondering you know, we got the uh, update from shams earlier today the breathing tube is out of Demar hamlin and he started talking to his buffalo bills teammates mm-hmm. something like that how that affects the Bengals. You mentioned that, you know, a, a sense of relief yesterday, but now you get something like this. It almost, and I don't want to speak for them, but I'm just wondering, you know, does this allow them then to go in with that maybe not on their mind as much as they got to play a football game, an important one against the Ravens? Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I think there'll be a little bit of trepidation and a little bit of concern in pregame once they start the game. It's going to feel like a regular football game. They, there's only one way you can play this game, so I don't think anybody's going to be tenderfooting it around. And as much as people like to complain, maybe the NFL did the Bengals a favor by putting this coin flip possibility in play. If that wasn't, maybe you see them sleepwalking through this game a little bit because they would have known they already had the, the division clinched and they would host next week. Next week, Now that's not guaranteed. If they lose this game, there's a good chance they're, they're still division champs. They would have to go on the road. Okay, what do you think the Bengals, how are they going to react to what's going to happen today at noon when the owners vote on this playoff scenario? Uh, I think they're going to be irate. I, I think they're right now still working the phones, uh, almost like a uh, – a survivor TV show, Tribal Council, where you're trying to garner enough votes to to thwart this the, the outcome. They need they need eight, eight other owners to join them. You need nine total no votes to to nix this proposal. I, I it it's interesting because it doesn't just affect the Bengals. It affects everybody that you, you've never seen them change the rules midseason. Yeah. I mean, we all grew up with that annoying kid that wanted to change the rules in the in the middle of the game, and now the NFL's trying to do that. And I think even teams that aren't in the playoffs, that aren't affected, might have pause thinking, well, what are they going to do next time? If this sets a precedent that they can change the rules in the middle of the season, 
maybe this isn't the best way to go. But also there's that delicate balance, though, Jay, of the, the PR look or public, you know, the public reaction to this if the Bengals are complaining about this. I know Joe, Joe Mixon came out and said, uh, I didn't know we could change you know, the rules, yeah. and he's got a point there. But I just wonder, how do the Bengals approach this without that public backlash? Well, again, I, it, because I don't think it just affects them. It does affect them. But, um, you know, the Chiefs can't be thrilled with this because they, they, if they win Saturday, they're the number one seed, and then they still have a possibility of a neutral site for the AFC championship game. Um, there's a lot of, there's yeah. a lot at stake here. And I, I, I think, I don't think the PR aspect is there's there, the camaraderie between Buffalo and Cincinnati has been amazing this week. And it goes back to 2017 when, when Andy Dalton had that late touchdown pass, put the bills in the playoffs, the bills fans donated all this money to Andy's foundation. Andy in turns donates millions of dollars to the Buffalo children's cancer hospital. There's just this great relationship between the fan bases. And I, I don't think anyone would blame the Bengals for looking out for their best interest in this case. It's not going to hurt Buffalo to, to do away with this proposal. Yeah. That's th those are great points there, Jay. You know, when the Bengals started out two and three, what did, if I would have said, Hey, this team is good enough to go to the Super Bowl here at the end of the year. They're not afraid of anybody. Would you have said that after the first couple of weeks? You know, I would have said the roster was good enough, but are they going to get it figured out in time? It's funny because at two and three, that was a loss to the Ravens that put them at two and three. And this, the Ravens are the team they play today or on Sunday. And they, they, they learned some things in that game. They have totally changed the way they approach red zone after that game. They tried a Philly special down in, inside the five that didn't work, a shovel pass. Those decisions cost them the game. They've listed Joe Burrow does not like to go under center. They've, they've changed their running game now, and unless it's goal line or third and one, fourth and one. They're, they're running out of the gun ever since that night. Um, it's just, I, I would have thought it was possible, but not likely. But since that game, since two and three, and they, and they changed some things, they're on a heater. They've won 10 out of 11, seven in a row, and they absolutely look like a Super Bowl team right now. How would you sum up Joe Burrow's demeanor? Um, calm, cocky. No, I don't say cocky. Confident, not quite cocky. He is cocky at times um reserved um he, he's not a guy he's he is all football that he you you have to force him to do outside media he so <laughs> far this he, he's done one commercial he's not interested in endorsements he's done one awkward commercial where he smells a pineapple in the aisle of a grocery store um <laughs> he, no cincinnati media member has had a one-on-one -on -one with him yet this is his third season um, he does his, his weekly news conference. He's, he's been accepting of that, but he hasn't been great. Wednesday after the, the DeMar thing happened, he was fantastic. His best press conference of the year. He was open. He was honest. And uh, he, he gave a little peek into his personality, a little more of a peek into his personality that day. Why do you think he shies away from that? We, I, Andrew Luck was like that when he first came yeah. in. He, he didn't do any commercials. He, RG3 got them all. But uh, Joe certainly exudes that confidence where you would think he would be cashing in off the field as well. Oh, yeah, he would be great. I mean, he's, he has the look. He, he has the attitude. It's just I don't think it interests him. He, he is 100% football. I, I have no doubt that that he leaves the stadium every day, goes home and gets dinner, and he's probably in bed by 9 or 10 and then up early the next morning watching film. It's just he is 100% football all the time. Before I let you go, the proximity of the hospital to the stadium in Cincinnati yeah. is what? How many miles? It's two miles. Um, it's about a 10-minute drive by car in normal traffic. Obviously, the ambulance would get there much faster, maybe four or five minutes. Um, it's it's right up the road near the University of well, – it's, it's on the University of Cincinnati campus. So, uh, yeah, it's it very close. That's where Ryan Shazier went um, when he was paralyzed on the field, this same field in a primetime game in 2016. Uh, he, he, he often credits them with saving his – his life, saving his career, not saving his career, but saving him and allowing him to be able to re resume walking. Jay, good to talk to you. Thank you for the insights and uh, yeah. good luck this weekend. All right. Thanks, Dan. That's uh, Jay Morrison, the uh, Bengals beat writer for the athletics. Some good stuff there. I did not know that about Joe Burrow that, I mean, we've had him on 
But I think we've only had him on once. Once in college, once in the pros. Uh, I think we had him like after the second or third week of maybe his rookie season. Does that sound right, Todd? Yeah, we had him in studio during Super Bowl week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Back. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Especially after the Super Bowl. I mean, he went from well-known to Super Bowl brand John America. I'm sure he had tons of endorsement opportunities yeah. over last offseason. He became a national quarterback, not a local guy. Yeah, and he brings up interesting point that it's not just the Bengals affected by this, that Kansas City's affected by this as well. There are other teams affected by this. The owners are supposed to vote on this uh, in about 30 minutes from now, and we'll get a better idea of what's going to happen playoff scenario-wise. I think, I don't know if this is a rule or not, but I think every NFL stadium is within 10 miles of a uh, hospital. And, and maybe it's not 10 miles. Is it 10 minutes? Uh, but I, I had somebody telling me that, that, uh, you know, the proximity there. And, and I'm well-versed. I've, I've had family who have been in that hospital in Cincinnati. Um, and so I know the proximity of where it is. But I didn't know time-wise what it is. Uh, the importance of that, as Ryan Shazier said, you know, thank God that hospital was two miles away. Uh, but I think the NFL, I don't know if it's a rule, but I think there's a hospital within 10 minutes of every every stadium, something like that. I don't know if you've seen any language on that, Paulie. We're checking. All right. Uh, and, and the uh, Bengals line was 10. When I said, sure, when you said 7, oh. it's actually 10. Oh, it's 10? Yeah. Wow. Okay. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 